Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, it's an honour to breathe, ain't it? It's, it's lovely to breathe, isn't it? Because when you breathe, you get a release of what you breathe for. You get vitality and strength. If you, in the morning when you wake up, you go, ah, and suddenly the body's infused with strength. It feels good. And that's like words. When you speak, it's really, and it is, it's an honour and a privilege. And when you speak the words of God, it's an honour and a privilege and responsibility. To give someone good food and to know it's good food that's going to bless them, it's a pleasure. And you get, you're going to get good food. That's all you get here is good food. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, your word is already blessed. Thank you, Lord, that I'm blessed as well because I'm in Christ Jesus. And your anointing remains in me. Thank you for your ability to teach, to speak. For the old words that no man is going to hear my voice. is going to see my face. But they're going to hear your voice. And they're going to have a revelation of who you are. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. See, we're speaking about the church last week. Baptism of the church, the birth of the church. Praise God. Amazing, the birth of the church. Uh, to be called that, Ecclesia. Is that right? Yeah, to be called out, to be separated. We've been called out. We've been separated, separated for a purpose. We've been called out, and there's many names that God calls us, precious stones. The bride of Christ. But the one that sticks in my mind a lot, and I keep seeing a lot, is the body. The body. The body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We don't come to church. We are the church that comes together. We are the body of Christ. That's what the church is. So when we think about the body, let's think about a healthy body. Jesus, we know, had a healthy body. Jesus wasn't sick. Jesus says we are his body. So what are the vital signs, the important vital signs of a healthy body? One of the healthy signs is unity and harmony in the body. Unity and harmony in the body, that's vital. If my foot wants to do summit or something, sorry, that's the brummy coming out of my summit. <laughs> if my foot wants to do something and my hand wants to do another, there's no unity. You can see it's, we're going to get nowhere this way. There's got to be unity. So from a simple illustration from that, you can see we need unity. If you turn to John 17, 20 to 23, Jesus says this. He says, That they all may be one as you, Father, I mean, no, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me. And I in you, 
and they also may be in us, one in us, sorry, that the world may believe that you sent me. He says one. The Bible tells us, or the word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, it says, for the body, for the body is not one member, but many, but it's one body. It says that the body is not one member's only, fingers, thigh, the neck. Remember it talks about the neck bone connected to the shoulder bone, heard the word of the Lord. But many members, but one body. So what Jesus is saying that they might be one. And when there's one body, you need that harmony like I says. We need a good sign of a healthy body is harmony. And when you've got harmony, that's a good sign. You can see everything is running according to the way the body's designed. And that's the way God has made it. And I don't think Jesus was using, or Paul, when he wrote about us being one body but many members. He wanted to illustrate the importance of the body being one. There's no favouritism. It talks about, and Sid was speaking about, I think three weeks ago, about the eye cannot say to the mouth, or the finger cannot say to the hand, or to the foot, you're, I'm better than you, you're of no significance. But there's a unity. So there's no favouritism. There's no one any better than anyone else in the body. And the reason I'm speaking about unity and harmony and purpose is because that's what a body needs. Unity, harmony and purpose. There's a purpose for the body. Do you remember when Jesus went away, he says, I'm going and when I go, I'm going to send the comfort to the Holy Spirit. He's going to come and he will be for you what I would be if I was physically with you. But I'm going. Jesus is the head. We are the body. So where's the Holy Spirit? In the body. Jesus is the head. We are the body on earth. Jesus is the head in heaven. We are the body on earth. And the Spirit is in us. The scripture says that Jesus was anointed. Jesus was anointed. Jesus was anointed with power. What was he anointed of power? Why was he anointed with power for? He says in Acts 10, 38, that Jesus was anointed and went about doing good. Well, we're getting closer now. When you're anointed, when God's spirit is in you, like we are, God has put his spirit in us and Jesus is in heaven, it, we are anointed to do something. It says he went about doing good works. He went about doing good works. Jesus went about doing good works and healing all those who was oppressed. We are called out from all those who are oppressed. But the church isn't one where we come to, for a sanctuary to be separate from the world and not having an influence. It's a place where we get fully equipped to go out into the world to have an influence. That's what the church is. 
That's what the body of Christ is. Jesus went, was anointed by God, and he went about doing good and delivering those who is oppressed of the devil. Because it says all the world is in the sway of the evil one. Elizabeth says it about evil demons and all this going on the earth. We're aware of them, but they don't, they don't bother us because we've got authority over them. That's the church. The church is not a place of where there are weak-minded people, but people who are filled with the Spirit of God, who have the mind of Christ. And when you get this teaching that I says, the, the breath, the bread, and you're taught right, you act right, and the, infant, the knowledge becomes wisdom that we go out on a day-to-day -day basis and it becomes effectual to those who come in contact with us. That's what God wants for us. This isn't a holy huddle where we come up and we're trying to hide away from darkness. This is, as I says, it's those who are fully equipped, who are hearing the word of God and who know are anointed to do something. If you look in Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10. You know, some people purposely criticise when the church meets. They say, oh, you don't need to go to church. You do need to go. It says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Sorry, Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promises is faithful. And then in 24, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. In order to stir up love and good works. See that? Love is a verb. We stir up love and good works. There's works again. We come together to be encouraged. We have fellowship. We have communion. There's a word, body ministry. God does something when the body's together. He says where two or three are gathered, I'm there in the midst. God does something when the body comes together. The church, there's unity, there's harmony. That's a healthy body. You, only get, you won't get a healthy church if there is disunity. If people say, well, I don't need to do that. I don't think it's necessary. You're going to get a healthy church when you say, I believe God's speaking by his spirit. And he's bringing unity and harmony. And he's got a purpose. What's the church's purpose? It says to let us not give up forsaking the assembly of us coming together. And it says, for some have done this. But it says, let us not do that. But let us come together in order to stir up love and good works. To encourage each other. Now, time and time again, you hear what goes on, what the church does here, what we want to do. We're stirring up something in the body. We're stirring up something of the Holy Spirit 
that has come, that lives inside this body, in each and every one of us, when we come together, God's wisdom, God's spirit is in you. It says in the book of Philippines 12, 2.12, that God is in us, willing and acting through us. That's my version of it, but that's what he says. Basically, I could turn to, but I don't waste time. I just want to get, turn to if you want. But what he's saying is, God is in us to will and to act his purpose. God is in us to will and to act his purpose. God is in the body to will and to act his purpose. But if we come without a unity and a harmony and a purpose, we're never going to know it. If we don't believe that God has a will and a purpose for us, not just as individuals, we've got a relationship with God, yeah? That's wonderful. But he's got a purpose. And God wants this purpose fulfilled in the body, on earth, in the absence of the physical Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I'm going to send my spirit. And in the time of Pentecost, it says, in the book of Acts, they were in one place, in one accord, and the Holy Spirit fell. They were in one place, in one accord, and the Holy Spirit fell. Because of the church, the greatest thing that the devil, I don't speak about him much, but I'm just going to mention him now, because he ain't a problem, but I'm just highlighting something what he wants to do is bring division and discouragement and apathy. Yeah. And if that gets into the body, no matter if the body looks healthy, it ain't going to do nothing. Brummy talk, it ain't going to do nothing. It isn't going to do anything. <laughs> Is that right, church? Yeah. It says, let us not get weary in doing good, for in due time we will reap a harvest. It says there, for he who's called us is faithful. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without waving, for he who promised is faithful. Amen. Let us not give up the meeting of us coming together, the body coming together. Let us not be dysfunctioned, dismembered, but let us come together and encourage each other, stir each other up in love and in works, in love and in works, because love is a verb, love does. In love, amen, is that the truth? That's the truth. Jesus is the head in heaven. The church is the body on earth and the spirit is in the body. The most important person on earth today is the Holy Spirit. The most visible thing you see today is the church. This is the glory of God. God's, this was something which we've heard many times. If they had known, they would not have crucified, crucified Jesus. Because they thought it was only getting rid of one. And when we get rid of him, he's gone. But in doing that, the opposite happened. There's loads of Jesus on the earth now. <laughs> There's loads of anointed Jesuses walking around. They're walking around with a purpose. You know, some people, they write a letter who have committed suicide. And you know what they write? No purpose for living. Suicidal? 
The church should never say, we ain't got a purpose. We've got a purpose. What's the purpose, John? The church, it says in Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You can turn to there, I'll just give a John Cole. One, it says, we are salt. Salt preserves something. It says we are light. Light exposes something and brings something. And it says we are a city on a hill. That means we're not hiding, but we are loud and proud. We're boasting in what we've got. We've got the answers, church, to what the world's looking for. We've got the answers to what we need. We haven't got a problem. We have not got a problem. Our problem, if we got one, is do we believe it? Because what, as a man thinks, so is he. And I want to encourage anyone who's just feeling a bit, I'll, call, I'll attend in body, but I'm not really, wanna, I don't really want to be part of what's going on. Do not lose heart. Be encouraged. Because God values you. You're not insignificant. Every person here has a purpose. Just like the toe, the finger. When my hands come together, my fingers come with it. The wrist comes with it. Everything comes together. When we come together, we are powerful. You know, one can put to flight a thousand, two, seven thousand. There's power in unity. It says in the book of Acts, they were in one accord, in one place, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. One accord, one place. We're in one accord. We're in one place. We've got a purpose. We need to shine the light of love to people around us. Who are in need. By helping them through their times of crisis. By meeting their needs in any way possible that we can. Because the world has let them down. When the world is so dark, that's when the light of this gospel that is so true shines. And then the opportunity of us touching them could be the opportunity for them as individuals to come to Christ. Is that a good purpose? Is that a good mindset? Is that a good unity to be part of this? The church is powerful. God has asked for every member of the body. Because when you stub your toe, you feel it, don't you? Mm -hmm. The head feels it, the shoulder feels it, the body feels it. So it says, when one hurts, we all hurt. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. The body, Paul, you couldn't use anything else really, could you? Better than the body. We're in it together. And one of the things, Galatians 2.10, when Paul went to a certain church, I won't go into details, but what they says, Galatians 2.10, he says, remember the poor. Remember the poor. Remember the poor. Remember those who are around your community. Remember them. And Paul says, we've got that on our hearts. 
That's part of our purpose that we were doomed. This is our purpose. God is so good, isn't he? Now, God never asks us to do anything that he hasn't equipped us for. Because when it says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, it means that when God's Spirit comes in you, he's enabling you to do something. He's enabling us to do something. I'm going to end up on that. I'm not ending now, but I'm going to end up on that. I'm going to read in the Amplified. We read it one Tuesday, and it just opened up. Just that scripture opened up. The Spirit's kicking. I'm pregnant with life now. I've got the answers. I've got the anointing. I've got the wisdom. I've got what it takes. Not because of me. It's because of him. In there. And you know what? You've got the same. When you come to church, we want to edify the body to build it up. It says not to be tossed to and fro by any wind and doctrine. Paul, the, the um, scripture that he, he uses there, there's a word. It says not to be like babies who can't do anything for themselves, but to be mature and knowing I can do it. That's why we come and hear this. That's why we come to the Bible studies. And that's why we come to be built up. Not to feel good about ourselves, but to know, man, we are going to be an effect in this society. He says, you are light, we are salt, you're a city on a hill. And a city on a hill, that's where people are looking to. That's the way God's designed it, as I said earlier. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I says earlier, the church doesn't come together to escape the world, but to be equipped, to be sent out into the world with transforming power of the gospel of Jesus. I like that. Transforming power of the gospel of Jesus. Transforming power. You know, we've been transformed. We've been changed. When you got born again, it says we become new creations. We become new creations. And the word it says in uh, 2, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new is come. And it says, it goes on further down to say that we're ambassadors or ambassadors. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ambassadors. For Christ, as if God was making his appeal through us. That's a purpose. That's a, a purpose. And there's a unity of thought God wants us to have in this. If we're all reading from the same hymn sheet, we can sing that song. But if you've got certain ones, you go, man, he's singing. Whew. You know, every member in unity. That's a healthy body. Going back to the, the healthy body again. We've got purpose. We are fully equipped for service. Man, it's 23 already. Not me, but the time. See, that's why the church does what it does. Because if Jesus was among us as a human being, that's what he would do. He says, Jesus went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed. 
We are in the world, but not of it. We need to re recognise that God is our sole supplier. He's our supplier. God has called us to serve. In Christ is your destiny and your eternal purpose. In Christ is your destiny, your eternal purpose. That's, that's a powerful, just to think about that. You don't need to look anywhere else. And when the church comes together, in unity, in harmony, with purpose, I tell you, we put Jesus first and there's nothing we can't do for this community. You know, it's funny, university is a universal people of all different backgrounds trying to get in unity. And it's funny, you get the word community. And the church is different, where you've got different bodies coming together, different members coming together, forming one body, but of the same mind. He says we are baptised with the same spirit. That's what brings unity. That's what brings unity in a diversity is the Holy Spirit giving us harmony and purpose. He's the only one who could do it with a mixed bunch of people. And we've all got something to give. We've all got something to give. And I don't want anyone feeling, oh, well, they're better than me. He can speak good or... He sings good or she sings nice or she's very good at organising things, but I've never been good. I tell you, welcome to the club. But Jesus is a good organiser and he lives in me. So I'm a good organiser and you've got to take the same approach. Jesus went about doing good and where's he living? Where's his spirit living in us? Yeah, he's inside of us. I'm just going to read that one. I'm going to end on that. Because, you know, too much information or too much, you know. Because what we've heard, I believe, if, if there's any apathy, it's got no right. It's just an emotion because we've looked at something, most likely it's been circumstances. And we haven't looked really at the unity of what God wants to do. When you look at God's purposes and you give it the attention, it will bring a change in your heart. And this is what I'm doing to stir up love and works. That's what it does. It stirs up loves. Let us not forsake. Coming together as the church, but not coming to church, there's a difference. You don't join the church. You're born into this body. There's a difference. Having these different mindsets brings a different attitude. It's the only way it works. And if anything comes and brings a different attitude over than the purpose of God, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Because what it's trying to do is bring apathy. It's trying to make you inactive. It's trying to make you lethargic. But God's anointing. I'm going to read it to you now. Could we have it up? Isaiah 61. We're going to end on this. Before Jesus came into his ministry, where he was baptised, he went into a place where the Jews met. And he was looking for a certain place. Can we find that from there? Isaiah 61. 
61. He was looking for a certain place in the, in, in the book. And this is the scripture for the Messiah. And when he read it, he says, This today has been fulfilled in your hearing. And he went and sat down. And that's his man. That's blasphemous. He's making himself out to be the Messiah. And he is, and he was then. But what I wanted to see is not Jesus saying it. Jesus is in heaven. He sat down like he did then. He sat down. He's he's seated now at the right hand side of the Father. And he says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. At the day of Pentecost, they were in one place, in one accord, and the Holy Spirit filled them. The Holy Spirit's in us now. This is ours. This is what you've got to say. And as we read it now, just drink it in. It says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives and open the prisons, the prison of the eyes to those who are bound. I'm going to stop there. Sent me. But I'm not. Never say but. You are qualified. How do I know you're qualified? Because it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he is anointed. Anointed means for service. When someone's going to be a king, they anoint them for service. To do something. Not just to rub his head. And say you're a good boy. To feel good about something. Because he's got to do something. God has anointed the church. His spirit is in us. To do something. And he goes on about. The good news. To preach the good news. To the meek, the poor and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up. And to heal the broken hearted. And to proclaim to the physical and spiritual. See, there's a physical body we're talking about. People are afflicted. They're sick. We can lay hands on them. You know, we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It says the physical and then there's the spiritual. They're dead. They don't know God. We've got words of life that we speak to them. We've got words of love, the body. Do we believe it? Or do we let the things of this world crowd in that much that church becomes something we attend rather than be? Oh, Sunday's coming. I'll be glad when it's Sunday. Thank God it's Monday, God's here. Thank God it's Tuesday, God's here. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen? Because he has anointed me for service. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For it is God in me who wills and acts to perform what he wants to do. Speak the word and hear it because this is your identity. We have access into this by faith. 
to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Do you think God wants to proclaim something today to this community? You know, this community is looking at home of the fruit. This community is looking at home of the fruit. And you know why? Because God has put us on a hill. That's why they're looking at us. And you know why? Because we've got what they need. The broken hearted, the desolate, the down and out, the outcasts. Jesus sat among these people. He sat among the broken hearted, the outcasts. Don't worry about tomorrow, what you're going to eat, what you're going to hear, where. The birds, I look after them. Your father looks after them. The flowers of the field, Solomon, he was never dressed as fine as them. But yet you worry as if I love the birds more than you. I look after them. I look after you even more because I value you and my life is in you. Seek my kingdom and my righteousness that is in you. And all these things automatically come. The world on a Monday, they get up because they've got things that they want to get. Rightly so, there's nothing wrong with that. But what God's saying is, it ends there. But you get up, not to get something, because you've got everything. Truly we've got everything. God is our wisdom. And he'll give us the ability to get what we need. But it says, he gives seed to the sower. He says, if anyone's stealing, let him stop stealing and work. That he what? He might have something to give. Hang on, what about himself? He says he might have something to give. That's what he says. Obviously God says, yeah, I know what you need. But you are placing your source. Remember I read, Jesus is our soul. God is our soul provider. He's the one who provides. So if we believe he provides, we haven't got to get caught up how he's going to do it. But just praise him. And he'll do it. But he says, get about doing my business. Be encouraged in love and doing works. Get out there, find out. What God wants you to do within the body, one purpose, and do it. Do it. Because the body needs you. Yeah. God has designed it that way. And he's even gone through, and we've talked about it, no one is any better than anyone else. We are all the same. Different members, but in one body, baptised by one spirit. Amen. That's a healthy body, isn't it? Amen. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak your words of life about who we are. That, Lord, we're not coming to church, but we are the church. Forgive us when, Lord, we have a worldly approach of what the church is. That it's for Sunday, and it's when we meet in a particular way and sing certain songs. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Even though the church will be in different parts tomorrow, 
in different locations, we thank you for your anointing that is in each and every one of us. We thank you, Lord, that when we come together, that there's something spoken that you speak to the body about that is so powerful that we are a light on a hill. Father, in this surrounding area for Druid's Eve, for Rambai, we thank you that we have got your anointing. We've got the resources. We've got everything we need. But what you are saying, be my hands, be my feet, be my voice, for I've given you my Holy Spirit that the world are looking for. Father, we thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you.